0: Testing, testing, one, two, three. What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight?
1: In the House of Craze tonight, we are going to be talking to a returning guest, Mr. Mark Bernard will be back, talking to us about either them or us, which is a comic book that's on Kickstarter from his uh, company, Lesson Known Comics. So we're going to be talking to him, and we're going to be discussing, you know, too, too many too many indies, not enough fans. We'll, we'll talk about that.
0: Yeah, it better be them, not us. I'm just saying, <laughs> let's get it! <gasps> Show for independence all around Giving you a platform to spread your word all over town Cast the Craze is the place to promote To your fans with the dream on a and Sam the Crazy Man Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode It's time to get your mans Listen to us on the go Updated every week, we never miss a day Join the squad, come on in It's time to cast the craze If you are an independent, cast the, the craze, craze. Making
1: moves on your own, cast the craze
0: On your grind in street. Catch the craze! Join the movement. Catch the craze! Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. You now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most Sam the Crazy Man Vera and I am
1: with George the Dream of Dana. What's happening, everyone? Yay! Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the crazy. It is Tuesday, October 25th. It is 8 p.m. here in the East Coast, 7 p.m. where Sammy's at. And we are coming to you live. We're gonna have a guest tonight. We're doing the same format. We're, co- we're you know bringing this live to you guys. We're gonna be talking, you know, a little get your med segment, indie Earth. news. All kinds of fun stuff tonight. But before we do that, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel, give us a like, comment, hit the bell so you know when we are going live, which is usually on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. and of course on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. on the Morning Brew with the Crazy crew. So, with that being said, what's going on, Sammy? How you feeling this evening?
0: Feelings. Whoa, 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 feelings. I don't know, bro. Um, I just, I just got back from uh countdown. Oh right, and, uh, that's uh, right. Um, countdown. And, uh, countdown. Yes. So um, you know, you know, they promoted the hell out of it. Yes. They, um, you know, it had a lot of exposure, but it wasn't the right show for me. Um, you know, it was definitely not the show for me. Um uh, there was a lot of toy collectors, novelty collectors. Um, not really much into indie comics. Um, there was several of us that you know we we were chatting it up, and uh, so um, <clears throat> I had a moderate um, moderate reception to. Um, it's something that I'm not used to, and so I'm glad I did it because I'm in Texas. I'm I'm trying out new conventions out here for the first time, and uh, seeing what works, what doesn't work. So it was a good. It was good lesson for me to you know somebody it just sucks that you got to take a hit um but uh yeah so you know shout out to the guys at Com- uh, cow town i mean my, my my spot was ideal my size of my booth was legit um yeah. the promotion was on on uh, was like over the top but it just wasn't the crowd for me
1: yeah yeah hey man that happens sometimes sometimes you know you don't know what you're going to get at some of these conventions sometimes you hit it big um and sometimes you know you just it doesn't work out
0: and sometimes you why. gotta go to the wick line.
1: Yeah, the why wow. The why, <laughs> the why, the why is the question, right? Because right. obviously, you know, part of our job at these conventions is to make the sale, right? Part of the convention's job is to make sure that there are people there for you to make the sale too. The other thing I think that that has to happen at a convention also is that I guess the right vendors are situated in the right places. Yeah. Now your placement was cool. You had a nice placement. Hey, well, I mean, my size was good. You, especially what's, what's around you as well. It's just, I
0: was surrounded, I was surrounded by vendors. Right. Um, so I wasn't surrounded by my peers. Um, you know, so I think, you know, an event like this, I think that you have indie creators together, you know, pinup artists together, you know, and vendors together, you know, and I think because then now the consumer knows, um, that they're there for a purpose i know that i go into this zone i'm there specifically for new comics from independent creators and blah, blah blah i go to this zone i'm there for toys i think um you know in my zone to my right to my left in front of me it was all vendors there was no nobody else and they and so you know the vendors were doing great i mean the vendors were having a ball um uh it's just uh you know trying to get their attention when this guy's selling funko pops here this one's selling soaps and candles which was crazy right here this one's selling t-shirts here this one's selling you know novelty items here uh, or licensed um um product uh it's it was hard to grab people's attention because if there was a group and i caught one person's attention someone would be like hey look at this funko park weren't you looking for this they're gone you know so and they were they were easily distracted so it wasn't like you know there's there's like an etiquette there's a rules of engagement when you're with other well at least they know the the, the un, unspoken rules that you let them have the conversation with you and then they move down to the next table whatever it is so over here the vendors were just scooping them up um and, well so
1: were, were they were they saying like almost like you know how we joke about, about tops in the bronx tops in the bronx like we're doing were they doing that kind of thing
0: um one vendor had music uh, they had a boom box oh, and they were playing they music that. and it was right across from me and they, and people were going and they had a tent. So people coming inside that tent Um, and uh, they were, yeah, I mean, the, the vendors Jungle. were going, they were playing the Jungle. wind.
1: Jungle. Yeah.
0: Jungle. And uh, so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was tough for, for, you know, me, especially when you're by yourself, you don't have a squad of people going out there trying to pull people in. Um, I was offering things for free with every sale. It just, uh, I kept losing them to somebody's, um uh, one of the vendors.
1: Damn, well that stinks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was. It definitely wasn't for me. Um, <clears throat> um. So you know, so far this year, I did five events in Texas. Two I will repeat. Um, the other three I will not. Right. You know, one of them I will if they just did it a Saturday show. It should not yeah. be a three day show. I just filled out a survey. They sent me a survey, and I and I explained the reason. I said, "Look, you're not a you're not a three day show. You had nobody there on Friday. They must have brought in like maybe 150, 200 people on Friday." because they open up at 4 p.m. at night. Um for you know, so I am like what that's a waste of time. Why even bother? Get rid of Friday. And if you're going to do Saturday and Sunday, then you need to spread out the the um the people that are drawing in the, the traffic, right? Because you need that you need the names that's going to bring the traffic in, right? Um they only had the names on Saturday. So Sunday d- dropped off significantly. So Saturday I did extremely well. Um and uh but Friday and Sunday were were poor because they didn't have the traffic. And um um uh, so I was like, look, if you do a one-day show Saturday, I'm there. If you're doing three-day shows, you know, I'll pass.
1: Well, do you think that it, – is it because of the way they promoted the show? Like, why why wouldn't why don't they get people there on Friday and Sunday? Like, that that just seems weird.
0: I think – I I don't know. I mean, I think they open up so late on Friday. Um, I And so I think, you know, people getting out of work, I'm not sure if they want to go to a Comic-Con or they want to go to the movies or they want to go to the bar or they want to go to the club or they want to – you know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure. Am I going to go to Comic-Con or I'm going to go, you know – hang out with the squad um, on a Friday night at 4 p.m. Normally people will go, if they're there the whole day, they're good, but I'm going to go from five to nine uh, for four to nine. I'm not sure. I'll wait for Saturday and Saturday. They had some memes. They had the cast of game of Thrones. So, or what the house of the dragons. Um, and uh, so, but Sunday it, it, it dipped. And then I think Sunday was mostly cosplayers. It was just a few hundred cosplayers walking around.
1: Yeah. That's weird, man. I, I, I mean, I, I guess it depends on how much they charge for the table because if they're charging, how much did they charge for a table?
0: I made my table at that event because yeah. of Saturday. Um, uh, It was Friday. Nothing happened. Like Friday, there was nothing. Friday, I, I, like, I just feel
1: like if the table's affordable, a three-day show is good. It's just a matter of them trying to get yeah. people. They they need to find a way to get people in the door the other two days. Then I,
0: yeah, the we had that conversation. I think I think rather than focusing on just celebrities, I think they need to have i think if you're going to have an independent you know small press arena independent creators then you need to have uh, a headliner in that community uh, a hot name in the independent world like jake parker or whatever in that community because that's going to bring in that crowd same thing you know you know um in cosplay they always bring these big name cosplayers for all those cosplayers to come in they bring in the celebrities um and then for the mainstream collectors they always bring in a big name writer from Marvel or DC or an artist they got to do the same thing with the independent community you got to have a name that is a draw um for the you know so that the smaller guys who don't have that recognition can capitalize because that crowd is there for independent comics and they like that style and especially if you you have a style similar to the the, the guys uh, you'll have a a, a chance but uh, you need to be able to bring a crowd for every destination that you have on your selling floor you got to treat each block each zone, like its own block in a neighborhood, right? So this block, we need to have something that's going on here that's going to bring people in, that's going to pop off. Over here, we need this. Over here, we need that. I think that's what, if I was the marketing manager for a comic event, I would treat each zone as a a destination and figure out what's the headliner, what's going to be the draw to drive traffic into that pit.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I I think, well, and we're going to be talking about this in a little bit, but, you know, the, the... India, there's a, there are a lot of indies out there um, and it's about getting enough people through the door that's going to want to spend the money on the indie that's at that show yeah. when other things are being sold at the show right because it's like if you have $5 in your pocket are you going to spend it on a comic that you don't know the person who created the comic or you don't know about the comic book or are you going to put you know throw another $35 down and just pick up a Funko Pop for $40 Right. You know, and, and those are decisions that that apparently at the last convention you were at, people were you were rather pay more money for something they knew than yes. less money for something they had no idea what it was. Yes,
0: I got at least fifty people took my business card. Okay, right. get your business card, can I use your business card? Right. You know, so that was I was like, Yeah, I'll give him a business card, but everything you're gonna see on my website is right here right now that you can walk away with. You know, so I'm trying to convince, you know, and um, but um again, it was You saw everybody. You saw a lot of bags of toys. You see a lot of bags filled with toys and collectibles. And you know, you know, full power to you. That it's for me. It felt like it was more of a collector's show and a novelty show than it was a an independent comic show. Um, You know, so I think for me, you know, you know, what's guaranteed next year is Denton. I'm going to do that again, and the Fan Expo. I'm going to do that again. You know, I did really well at both those events, uh, so I'll be repeating those. The Arlington, you know, was not a good show um, for guys like me. and neither was uh, Fan Festival. I, again, a Fan Festival, I made back my table and I made back my travel costs and I made back the food and gas, you know, the, the food costs. But I didn't, re- I di- there was no profit made from that. Um, yeah. And then this one was just flatline. It was just like, and it went plasma, plasma, dog plasma. Say, like, pump his heart, pump his heart. And we lost him. We lost him. It was like, that's right back home was like,
1: oh, damn, damn, damn. 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 <laughs> damn that's yeah. crazy that's crazy man yeah but yeah my brother so listen so we're, we're gonna be talking to uh to mark ronnell in a few minutes just for those who don't know who mark is he is the president ceo we're gonna call him the the, the man in charge over at less than known comics and he was actually on the show this is going to be our uh i think i think who was it dan price i believe coined this phrase, the uh crazy. I think, Chris, what would he call it? The Catch the Crazery? It was like an anniversary. It's been a year <laughs> since he was here. It's been a year. Right. On October of last year, we spoke to him. And we aired the program actually on the 19th. Oh,
0: it night. is an anniversary.
1: Yeah. 300 I hope you bought flowers. 300, episode 333 <laughs> was wow. when he was last here. And he was on with Jackie. Um, that's and yes, right. And that's we right. had a great conversation. Great conversation. You got to know him a little bit. We're happy to have him back to talk more about what's been going on in the last year. So I, I love to have these like catch up things. you know, we're like, okay, it's been yes. a year, what, you know, what's going on. So he's obviously still doing his thing. Got a Kickstarter out right now for a book yeah. that he wrote. And we're going to be talking to him about that, either them or us. Awesome title, awesome title that, uh, that is actually almost funded. Got 12 days. Well, yeah, he, I think he got
0: three six. new backers today because when I first looked at it this morning, it was at 47 backers and then I seen it, it jumped up to 50. Yep. Um, so yeah, so he's, uh, $140 away from goal, uh, right. and 12 days to go.
1: Yep. So November 6th at 11 59 PM on the East coast is when that will end. That's on a Sunday. So yeah. So we're going to be talking to him about that. looks like a very, very fun project. Can't wait to have a chat with him. But before we get into that, Sammy, why don't we go into, uh, the, <coughs> <coughs> uh, get your meds, bro. Is, he, it,
0: it, 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 is the amboy jacked it up again? <laughs> Let's get it.
2: It's time for your medicine.
0: Too many indies. Not enough indie fans. Oh, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so.
1: Is that what's going on? Is that what's happening? It it?
0: seems like that. It it appears that way.
1: It (laughs) It (laughs) appears. (laughs) Like we have tons of products out there. We have tons of products. You have tons of products to choose from. There are a lot of indies that, you know, are out there doing their thing, putting out books, Kickstarters galore. We see a lot of that. But are there enough fans? Of the indie books um, to 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 help us out and make profits, or you know fund kickstarters, you know go to conventions and spend money at our table. Is are there enough indie fans? What do you think?
0: I don't think I don't think there is, and so I don't, the indie community is so sporadic because it's, it is not one genre, not one theme. There's not a specific the age of the image era that stuff is over right so now you have a lot of individuals that flooded the gates it was like um what's that movie with um uh, what's his name um brad pitt with the zombies he's um what was the name of that movie well yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: COVID hit and then everybody who had a dream Everybody who had an aspiration with the lockdown and losing their, job, I'm going to go and fulfill my dream, and I'm going to create a comic, and the and they flooded the gates, and because there's so much content out there, I don't, I'm not sure if there is a diehard independent community. World War Z, hey, what's up, Gilly in the house? Yeah, what World up, War Z. And let's World oh, definitely. War Z, yes. Even traditional publishing, there is a concern that there are people writing books, and then there are people who buy them. Yeah, it's uh, happening. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think what happens is there's so much content. And so what happens is there's, there could be that shock factor, that overwhelming factor. I don't know if this guy's going to be around for the third, fourth, fifth issue. I'm going to stick with Spider-Man because I know that's going to be there forever. I'm going to go stick with with Aquaman or whatever it is because they've been around and, and they've already established a foundation. And I think because there's so much, no, it's, it's hard to pick. And I think Indies what i've seen is relied on other indies for support in these communities and all that stuff so every it seems like the indie community is promoting to each other um where the difference with a manga community is that there's a true fan base on manga right and so i can't i can't tell you who the indie fan is and yeah. if you can you let me know because there isn't one specific thing that attracts there's so much diff- there's so many different stories so many different genres so many different I'm not sure if there is, there might be somebody who, who likes the people who are capitalizing on sex. There's going to be an audience for that. The people who are capitalizing on monsters and Cthulhu, there's going to be an audience for that, right? Outside of the, what there's a, a, there's a direct cult following for, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where that fits. And that's just my perspective.
1: Yeah. I I think that. It's like Daphne just made a point about even in in just the uh, traditional, not not traditional, the mainstream uh, comics. There are more people creating them. Than there are people writing them or reading them, I should say. Right. And I think it, that that also comes down to the the people reading the comics. Are there people? Are there enough people reading comics today? Uh, you know, kids, for example, they're they're doing video games. You know, they're gaming. You know, they're not necessarily. They going to the movies. They'd rather see. A live action or maybe just a show on Disney Plus, you know, play a video game, then go to your local comic book shop and pick up pick up a comic. You mm-hmm. know, that that's what we do. We still like to do that. You know, I I love going on Wednesdays to my local shop. Big shout out to uh the uh the Spiders Web. I I love going there on Wednesdays to pick up some books. But who else is doing that? Are there enough people doing it? And that's the thing. When you go into the into those stores, you know that the indie section is over here, but like you said, that that person picks up that book, it, will that book be there next month? M- you mentioned manga. Ma- manga, in some cases comes out weekly, and then when they come out, they're like this thick. You know, you got a full. You know what I mean? Like we're we're writing books that are this thick, and and they're charging a lot less, even though it's in black and white. So it's kind of hard to compete with that. But where are the fans? And, and you're right about the fact that you know, as indies, we try to we try to support each other, right? But oh, th- yeah. We're we're supporting each other, but are we building the fan base? And that is the question,
0: right? Uh, what that He's
1: saying? Yeah,
0: he says people would rather buy Spider Man because it's always there. But at the same time, if you have more than three issues on your table, people think that's too much commitment for an unknown. It's it's crazy. It's a catch. It's, it's a catch twenty two, right? You're caught between a rock and a hard place because, um, you know, especially if they've never heard of you, you've got that many issues. I've never heard of you. You know, where is this at? You know, are you in stores? Are you, you know, all these questions come in and the majority of indies are not in stores. They're self-publishing through their website or whatever, print on demand. Um, And sometimes people don't understand that. But, you know, I had an interesting conversation with a um, a high school student and his father is an independent comic creator. He says the only reason why he goes to comic shops is to support his father, but he's never been to a comic shop outside of his father. And his buddies don't do it. He says he doesn't have a social life. His buddies don't hang out. They go home from school and they're on the gaming. And they're communicating through gaming. They don't play sports. They don't do any of those things. Um, so, how? What's the future hold? If we're having such a tough time now, and there's such a there's such a dependence on independent support of independence, how are we going to break the mold and get to the non-independent, just the consumer? You know, and um, you know, being on JD Rosario show the other night. One of the things that he did, he did a speaking engagement and he introduced his, his craft to an audience that never heard of him or what he does, but you know, he sold books. He got his name out there. I think that's how, um, and I think breaking away from the independent community, from a promotional standpoint, And going out to the community and finding out what to do in your own neighborhood and your grassroots, that's going to change it. Because if not, we're going to, we're going to bury ourselves if we keep relying on each other because it's finical. It's finicky. You know, everybody's fickle.
1: The the thing is, the reason why we're putting these things out together is to raise money so we can print our stuff. So when we're, when we're trying to help each other out and yeah, I want to give money to my fellow indies so they can go get their stuff funded. But I also need that money to get my stuff funded. So all we're doing is just swapping money. You know what I mean? We're not really, all we're just doing is just swapping. I gave you money, you give me that money back. And that's all we're doing all, you know, as we go along. And listen, with shipping costs and all that other stuff, books are getting more and more expensive on Kickstarter. And, you know, we're charging each each other more money in some cases. We got to try to start building that fan base that's going to pay for that. And then that way we, what we're doing is sharing it and, and making sure people know that we are out there i think if we did more of that obviously the money is obviously what we, what we want what we need but right. i think that as indies if we're sharing each other's project um out there that helps tremendously because it, it opens it up to a new audience and wholeheartedly i'm not talking about like you know just like i'm talking about put it out there help help your fellow indie out i think that's one way to do it but the other thing is also i i've gone to i've gone to graphic novels dude like i don't, I don't even do single issues um, and it's because it's just, it costs a lot of money to do, to do the single issues, the floppies as, as we call them that, I mean, I guess we can do that on, on Kickstarter, but once we hit the stores, you know, it's almost like graphic novels, the way to go. Cause longer shelf life, you know what I mean? And you can put more uh, on a page there. I mean, uh, inside of a book, um, where people just support you because they just like you as a YouTuber. and it gets harder to raise back accounts as campaigns yeah. go on. Yeah. Cause you get the, you get the fatigue, the, 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 the Kickstarter fatigue, you know, it's like, Oh shoot, I can't, I can't do it this week. Uh, And and the the problem with that too is that I almost feel like people feel bad that they can't support you, so they just avoid you. Yes, you get that too. Yeah, like I, I can't really. So let me just not, you know, let me just avoid. You don't hear from them for a few. You
0: don't don't hear from them until the campaign's over.
1: Campaign's over. What up, man? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) what's up? up? How you been? (laughs) What's up, brother? (laughs) But it's because we feel bad, bro. Like we may not have it that week. You know, like it's a tough month. Um, but yeah, no nah, it, it's it's interesting i I just think that we got to figure out a way to create that buzz and like you said, speaking engagement is a great thing it's, it's all that grassroots thing now that COVID is over, we can go back out there and meet the people that you know we should be meeting the fan base, get talking to them, getting to know them, you know conventions are great for that, even though some of them you know may stink because <laughs> people don't show up, but we it, it's it's like it's something that we we have to do, I guess, in a sense.
0: Yeah, I was having that conversation with a couple of artists at the the uh, at the event this weekend about you know they're all locals in Texas and they were like, hey, why don't we meet up and, and figure out how to grow an audience and uh, and um, I said to, uh, one of them is doing it right. I mean, he's going door to door. I mean, he's going he's going to every comic shop. He's going to you know he's doing all the things that we talk about, right? Um, and so I think th- the biggest thing is figure out who your target audience is. And go after that audience, and uh, um, and sometimes you need to find somebody who understands that demographic, and you might have to instead of investing uh, on all these other things that are not going to help you grow your business, maybe invest in somebody who understands this market, and and have them lead the way to get yourself through that through those doors. Because it's tough enough as it is. There's so much noise and so much content. You know, and to get somebody to settle down and say, "Do I buy this or do I buy that? Do I You know what I'm saying? You know, and so um, it's hard; it's difficult. But I think the indie community is not going to. It's great for networking, but it's it isn't going to. It's not sustainable for long term. You want a fan. You want somebody who actually loves your your book. If you get an other indie creator who actually loves what you do and and supports you, bravo! But you know, when you're you're promoting to each other all day, every day. Yeah. You're gonna have feelings. You're gonna have people who are annoyed with your promotion tactics. They're gonna say, "Oh, this guy's a spam," or "This girl's a this," or "This guy's a that." I'm tired of seeing this stuff and whatever. That's not who your audience is. You're not reaching your market. You need to get to the people who are not in those communities, and that's where um, you need to b- make your focus. If not, we're gonna be, we're gonna die. Um, yeah. The indie whole idea of the indie comics is gonna fall.
1: Yeah, we we had a we had a uh, a topic last week about about you know comic book shops and are they the villains for not letting us in their stores or whatever and 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 uh on my i posted on facebook and jd rosario you mentioned him before big shout out to him he made he made an interesting point and i'm gonna read it to you he says why is anyone wasting time going to comic book shops if they are not carried by distributors i know it's hard to say but the distributor stamp alone carries with it a sense of legitimacy that we do not have as self-publishers i'm not saying that we're not legitimate but from their eyes uh, and make, from their eyes, and make the vetting process easier. Aside from that, the time you spend trying to collect your revenue, or even finding out if any of the books sold, can be better spent producing more content and how well you direct your customers. So, and JD's a big proponent of, you know, printing in bulk so that you have enough, even at conventions, to be able to give stuff away. You know, to be able to, you, you know, because you could play with that a little more. Buy one, get one free. Yeah. And so, I, I, and I thought I found that interesting. Do you think that? We should be going the the distributor route rather than, not rather. And I don't know if you meant rather. I we'd have to ask. Him, I don't know if you. I tried. had yeah,
0: I had that but, debate with somebody at the con. Yeah. And um, one of the things was like, why why, why aren't you going to the distributor? I said, number one, let's put diamond as as the focus, right? So diamond, they want a marketing strategy. They want to know what your marketing budget is. They want to know what you know how you're going to get the, the word out about your, your content. Um, you know, then. Um, they want to know, they want to see at least three issues. If I was to go that route with diamond, it would be a graphic novel. It wouldn't be a floppy. Right. But, um, you know, just a one shot it's done like forbidden. So 160 is done. That's what I would pitch to them. But then I would need to raise the capital to make sure I have that in reserves for, I don't know what that order is going to look like. And I know that just because it's in previews doesn't mean I'm going to let you know, um, does just mean that the the stores are going to want to pick it up. I'd have to do the, the legwork and yes, counting, contacting the stores yes, contact, yeah. they yo, I'm in previews. Can you check this exactly. out? You know, it's, exactly. it's all that exactly. stuff. So I'm not ready to go that route yet. Cause the, right. the, I'm trying to avoid being a publisher. Well,
1: I think that that's the thing. I mean, this distribution and, and big shout, I, I, I wish JD was on cause we've talked to him, but I think distribution is great. It does make you, cause I remember when we were coming up, you know, people would say, oh, are you in diamond? Be like, no. And they're like, all right, well, you're in diamond. <laughs> it's like, really? You're gonna buy it when you're when we're in diamond. Are you a store? You know, but but it gave you that sense of oh, these guys are legit if they're in diamond. That was yeah. like the thing, right? But it's like you said, you still have to go to the stores. Yeah. I for me to Jersey, and all of them said if it, if I, I wasn't in diamond, they weren't interested in hustling individual stores, is not good. So Daphne, so there you go. So Daphne, so they wouldn't listen to you unless you were in diamond first. So it is that it's like you know, it's like a catch up two, you gotta, you gotta. And, and sometimes oh, and then you like gotta 60. understand,
0: I think, I think I I also I kind of put myself in the retailer spot because I think sometimes we take it personal, right? So I gotta think about it as a retailer spot. Oh, you know, I'm giving away real estate, right? So every piece of real estate oh, costs, wow. you know, there's this this ROI on that little square spot, right? So I'm gonna take it on you. You don't even have a marketing strategy, but you can't get into diamond you know, that means that I don't, I, there's no guarantee that I'm going to see you again with the next issue. I'm not going to do that to myself. And I don't know. And I don't see, I'm going to look at your social media profiles. You don't have a following. I'm not interested. You know what I mean? So there's got to, from a business standpoint, I get it. They don't want to take the risk because they'd rather give that self space to, to boom studios. If they're going to go indie route then because they have a track record and we don't, and especially if they do it to one then 50 other people are going to come in the doors and say, hey, I got a book, I got a book, I got a book, I got a book. And they don't want that. So they got to say they got to have a stance unless you know the person and you made, you know, um, you know, one person is very successful with it. He's in 25 stores in Texas, um, Paul uh, Gomez, you know, but it's a lot of work. He, he wait, drives wait. to these locations. He drops them off. He does all those things. It's a lot of work.
1: Here's the other question. Right. And I know we got to get to our guests, but here's the other question is, right. Like, what is your end game? Is your end game to be an indie publisher forever? Or is your end game to be somebody who starts off this way and then maybe somebody else can pick up and take that load off of you so you can just create and now they can publish? Because it happened, we were just talking about a person had like had a book happened to be in the store. Somebody from a publisher came by, picked up the book at the store, said, Ooh, I kind of like this. Contacted him and said, Hey, I, I may want to publish this. Do you have more issues? Is it yes. just two? You know what I mean? So no, I'm not saying that that'll happen all the time. I'm just saying it's just like to me. Use all the avenues available to you. If you're near a local book comic book shop, why not go there and just talk to that comic book shop? I'm not saying call every single comic book shop that you know that you know, but I'm just saying if you're if you have five or six in your local area, why not just walk in there and say, hey, by the way, I have a book. Do you want to pick it up? Or even when we're at conventions, that was another thing. But there are conventions, there are there sometimes there are store is there. Why not just go up to the people at the store? You're at the convention already. Say, hey, I got a book. Would you like to put it on your shelves? Right. But uh, it's about building the fan base any way you can, I think. Yes. And you have to use every single avenue possible. But um, I know we got to get to Mark. So, yes. so if you it.
0: have any comments, uh, you'd like to put it in, in the uh, comment below. If you like this episode so far, give us a thumbs up. So uh, we're going to bring in our guests. But before we do, we want to ri- remind you why you need to subscribe, why you should subscribe. And we appreciate your, your support. Catch the craze, but you're going to hear from our previous guest.
1: It's Monty Moore. I am a 30 year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies. And you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Catch the Craze. You are watching Catch the Craze. What am I listening to? And you're listening to Catch the Craze. Where are all the indies at? A Catch the Craze podcast. What are you watching? I'm watching Catch the Craze. What are you going to do? Subscribe now to Catch the Craze, the number one show online for independent.
0: Have you subscribed to? You are an independent. Catch the craze. craze! Make a move on your own. Catch the Craze! On your grind in the streets. Catch the Craze! Join
2: the movement. Catch the Craze!
0: What's up, Marky Marking the Funky Bunch? What's going on, buddy?
2: I'm just, uh super intrigued by that conversation I think, uh, <laughs> a lot of what you guys are talking about is um you know some of the some of the things we wrestled with and talked about you know as a company this year um you know what's what's our uh, what's our ideas of success you know and what can we do as a indie publisher and um you know I definitely got some thoughts on it but uh, i think i think a lot of the uh, observations you guys made were spot on um, and it's, I think, I think it's just a matter of what, right. What you do next, um, and yeah. how you, yeah. how you approach that set of facts. Cause I don't, I don't, I think a lot of people don't necessarily see the problem accurately or see the the landscape of the Indie comic community accurately. Yeah. But I think, I think you guys got a good beat on it.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, I think it's part, part of it is being honest with ourselves, right? Like what's, what's going on and what's going on out there. How can we, how can we change it for the better for us? You know, because, you know, we want to keep growing this. Uh, in the industry that we got going on we've been doing this for years you know and it's it's no matter how much you think you're going to stop doing it you just don't <laughs> you just because you have more stories to tell man and, and this is what you do and uh no, but welcome back mark thank you so much for coming back i was just talking to, to sam i don't know if you heard us but you were here almost, about a year ago bro so happy anniversary yeah
2: Thank you. Thank you. I did. Uh, there's like a little flower thing on my. You uh, <laughs> got my flowers?
0: There
1: he is. There you go. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, you. Thank, you. Uh-huh.
0: thank you. I feel I feel the love. I feel his love.
1: <laughs> uh, so, for those who don't know Mark, um, you guys definitely want to check out episode 333. But, really briefly, Mark, just introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us who you are and uh, what you are currently doing.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, Mark Bernal, uh, in 2020, I you know uh started working on my own comics and i started working with a handful of uh illustrators to start you know fleshing out concept art um fell in love with a bunch of these concept artists and um said okay well maybe we don't make one comic maybe we'll make like three comics you know because i want to work with all these people and uh, we post that stuff on instagram and then people start showing up out of the woodwork right because they're all making comics now these days too hey can i make a comic with you can i make a comic with you and um it got away from me so i accidentally started a comic book company you know uh and you know fast forward you know year and a half or two years um you know we got 20 plus creators you know illustrators writers and stuff that are working with us um and um we have um god this summer i thought i was going to slow down like after you know um batch four and digital lizards of do i was like oh, okay I, I, gotta, I gotta take some time off but books just kept showing up these people who were like had these amazing books you know we picked up four more books before the 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 you know um chris Weigand. you had him on for tights yes, yes you know was scary, i was yeah. blown away that dude sh- hit me up he was like hey have bring tights to lesser known i was like why like you're crushing <laughs> it on your own <laughs> <laughs> but dude what what a solid guy and yeah. um You know, and I I think, um, you know, to kind of talk about some of the stuff you were hitting on, um, looking at what lesser known comics can do, you know, we can help a indie creator get their first Kickstarter launched, we can help them get convention ready, you know, in terms of like, getting the inventory and and, and the resources they need to be successful, Uh, and but for somebody like Chris Wyden with tights, tights is just waiting to get picked up by a bigger publisher. Yeah. You know, most publishers they want, right? With four to six issues, story run before. So he's gonna camp out with us, his stuff's gonna be in our catalog, but we already know like the second a big publisher calls, like like we're gonna
1: be like, fly away, little birdie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so and, Mark, just not to go, but to your point before I forget this, because I know that the last time you were on, you talked about that. You talked about, yeah. you know, having some of these, you know, some of these titles, like you said, in your catalog, and then being okay with them moving on to the next, to the next step in their evolution, so to speak. So have you had that already, have you had that already happen at the company where you had some books that maybe another publisher picked picked them up and now they're doing their thing?
2: Yeah. So I think the, um, we've had, we've had some that have gone out on their own, which, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh some of them yeah. have learned hard lessons after they left, you know. Wow. It's 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 hard, it's yes. it's hard business out there, right? Yep. So yep. um and some of them, like Digital Lizards of Doom, uh just signed a contract with um a, a bigger publisher. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say which one. Um, but like I know like me and Gabe were talking, it was like, oh dude, I don't know how we feel about this. It's like when your hot ex gets married, you like <laughs> but like the sex is out of the question now so like uh, you know like sometimes you just text me now with like a sad face emoji he's like i miss you
1: you know <laughs> no more, but you he's, yeah,
2: no more he, yeah yeah so um so yeah that that is exactly what we want because he's doing that book um with a bigger publisher and um, but he's bringing other projects back to me because oh. those other projects, you know, like Digital Lizards of Doom, he put in the work. They didn't just show up one day and then get up. You know, he's, he's done a lot of work. And then um, we have some folks from bigger publishers like Scout and, and um, uh, Black Caravan and stuff like that. They're coming and saying, hey, well, I got this project that's probably not going to get picked up. Can I do it with you guys? And it's like, yeah. sure, sure. So I want to be that AAA team where you can still get drunk and play nine innings and you can, like, you know, have yeah. fun. And then when they call you up to the majors, you know, like, you know, we are the first one to like do do a proper send off.
1: That's awesome, bro. That is awesome. And I know that you guys had, I mean, when you started the company, the mantra that you guys, you know, it it was all about having fun doing what you love to do and leaving behind all of the stresses that this, this industry does bring to you. And I feel like, do you feel like you, you guys are still having fun doing it? Like it's been a year. Like how has that year been for you guys?
2: Yeah. Um, so I definitely felt the burnout a couple of times. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been surrounded by some, some pretty awesome people. Um, you know, uh, Dan Price from Bigfoot knows karate. I don't know if you know him. He's yep, a good yep. one that will take you, kick you in the ass in the most positive way, yeah. you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, some other folks like, uh, Chris Whiting and stuff like that, who, um, you know, really, really help you remember why you get into this. Right. So um, one of the most recent things we talked about was, you know, what metrics do we want to care about? Right. And, you know, you can get caught up looking at funding goals and you can look at, you know, um, comparing yourself to other people's stuff. But at the end of the day, it's 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 backer count and returning backers. Right. Like as long as that's even if it's just one more than last time, you're moving in a positive direction. and then the conventions, right? You know, there's, you know, it's, um, sometimes you go to a small convention, you only cover beer and gas money, you know, it's fine, (laughs) you know? Um, but you know, to remember why you're doing it, I think is, is, is a big, is a big piece of it. And I think, um, you know, I think I may have told you last time I I see the indie comic scene the same way that the indie music scene was in the early two thousands. So what, we now have is like everybody making dope stuff, you know, and they have it on, instead of mixtapes, you know, they have it on their indie comic. Um, but what we don't have yet is is that Warp tour or something like right. that. And, right. and those, you know, those things will come, you know, this is still kind of, we're in our infancy of the, of what I th- think is the golden age of indie comics, you know. And we're gonna see who, you know, I don't mean this in a negative way, but we're gonna see who's, who just wanted to get out there and make a comic and then, who mm-hmm. wants to make indie comics for a long time? Yeah. You know, um and it's fine either way, right? Because some people, hey, you know, quarantine happened. It was a blip in time. They made their comic. They made their passion thing. It's something they're going to hold forever. They're going to be like, I made this dope comic, you know, and I'm out. You know, and some right. people are going to be like, No, 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 I want to do this, you know, long mm-hmm. into the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and, I, and I talk about that all the all the time—the long game. And I think you know, they're going to be they're the they're, they're the the trend chasers and the trend setters and the ones who are here for the long game. And I think it's the the ones who are passionate about what they do are going to rise to the surface. It's going to be a longer travel road, right? It's going to be that desert, that desert, you know, trek, Right. But when you get to the other side and you get to that water, you're like, Oh man, you're going to forget about that trek And you're just going to be enjoying the water.
2: Yeah. And, you know, growing up playing indie music. So I, I played indie music from the time I was like 15 to the time I joined the army at 20 and, you know i was always like oh yeah we played like this 500 person venue but i was always like well, why aren't we at the thousand person venue and i didn't enjoy that time as Ugh. i should have right God. because the time anytime you play music whether it's for 20 people 200 people whatever many people right like and people are having a good time and you know they're, they're smoking you out for free at the end of the show you know like those <laughs> those are like I, I remember that right i, I don't remember the 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 money the the sales of, of CDs i remember the after party i remember right. you know meeting these bands and going on like you know road trips we were like figuring out like okay oh, hey, i can borrow your amp and you can borrow our drums and like smashing in a van and just like you know just all sorts of like you know those are the things you remember yeah. uh, at least yeah. you know I, i'm trying to remember that as i go forward in this you know yeah. having fun where it is and not too focused on where I think it needs
1: to be. Yeah, uh, I, I think some of our fondest memories, even with like Sam, because I've known Sam for years. One of our, some of our, it's nice to be able to sit around and say, "Yo, you remember when we did that?" Like, I, I can't tell you how many books we sold at a show, but I can tell you how many books we were carrying through that storm <laughs> on the way to the convention, and how <laughs> many. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that that you kind of remember at the end of the day, and that's what makes this fun to do. You know, it's it's crazy. It is crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I I'll I'll definitely remember. Yeah, first time going to LA Comic Con and, and and hitting up some of the guys and being like, I did not realize before I got into all this how much paper weighs. I was like, just, <laughs> dude,
1: dude. at the
2: airport, just hating life, dude, just hating life. I, so I was
0: funny. just saying that to my wife the other day because I had two long boxes in a, in a suitcase and I went to pick it up and the strap handle came off.
1: <laughs> Done. Done. I was like, mother. Yeah. <laughs> Done, dude. but that was cool Mark I, I did see that photo you guys all got to get together and went to uh went, went to the count how'd that go how, how was that experience for you guys was that the first time you guys all met
2: um, i doing this
1: st-
2: yeah still not <laughs> started, still not even close to like the whole getting the whole team Man. together um Man. so um yeah LA was probably the biggest group I think it was six or seven of us in one place yeah. Um, and that, that was cool. Cause it was, it was, it felt like the first episode of the real world or something like that. Like you, they're like yes. just showing up like at the hotel and we're like, right. I guess we know each other. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan busting balls. But yeah, dude, that that's, that's what it's all about. I, now I know that you and Jackie were on last time. Uh, have you guys, you know, like moved some of the people that were, uh, you know, in the crew, the original crew. Are you guys, have they gone on to do other things? Like what's the crew looking like nowadays?
2: Yeah. uh, So I think the really tough part when I got into this was what I wanted to do was um, make as much consistency as possible, right? So like bring on illustrators and folks like Jackie and, um, you know, whether I was working with letters or writers and be like, hey, let's try and get books out in some sort of even clip so that we can all count on income and things like that. Um, but, you know, being new at this, you know, like, um, trying to project out and say, Hey, we're going to get, you know, 10 books released next year or this many books released in the next month. I mean, you know how it goes with Kickstarters and stuff like that, you know, fulfillment takes longer than you thought or getting the pre-launch page, getting all these things. Um, so a lot of the folks who are full-time freelancers and stuff like that, like, um, that was less of a good fit for them because I couldn't guarantee, you know, steady income going forward. Right. So, cause anytime, um, I'm booking their time, they have to turn down another customer, you know? Right, yeah. So Jackie, for instance, she's a full-time, um, graphic designer. So if I can't say, Hey, I can give you consistent work, you know, to, you know, whether it's 20 hours a week or 10 hours a week or whatever, you know, same thing with illustrators and stuff like that. Um, so I think, um, uh, so Jackie's doing full-time graphic design for another company now. Um, and it was just because, you know, you know, she got to pay bills. She lives in California, sure. right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so we do balance a lot of time right now with folks who comics are not their full-time gig. It is easier for them because they have that more resiliency and in income sure. and stuff like that um to keep pushing things forward um and then also uh the last uh of the last five comics four of them have been creator owned so they're coming to me with a book that's already done so it's not stuff that that Lesser No Comics is paying to produce and stuff like that we're helping them with the logistics of the Kickstarter and then helping them you know achieve like discounts and stuff like that on their printing because we're able to print stuff in bulk and whatever Um, so right now that seems where we can kind of like focus until we can actually get like a better stride for like our actual business planning. Cause that's another thing too, with like accidentally starting a business, you got to learn how to do an actual business, you know, in a way, you know, that's fair and equitable to people. So, um, so yeah, the, of the, the main team is still, I guess, you know, intact, but definitely, um, most of the, a lot of the people who are um full-time freelance and stuff like that. Um, they've been encouraged, you know, like, hey, like if you take others work besides lesser known comics, you should put that stuff first. Right. Because right. lesser known comics, you know, we got 15 books that haven't been that are done that haven't been released yet. Right. So how can right. I start production on new books when we got <laughs> so much stuff to work on? No, I hear
1: that. I hear that. Yeah. So. And, and one so is, is one of those books the one that that, that we're going to be talking about today um, which is the Kickstarter that you have on right now either them or us that's a book that's already produced mark or are you still working on it or where are you with that with that book uh,
2: what we're doing so that book is uh, it's completely illustrated um, the only things that we're working through is um, uh, we're on revisions with the letters um, okay. Okay. so um, and uh so it's you know it's pretty much at the one yard line um so my my hope was to have it done before the kickstarter um but i ended up pushing out the fulfillment date to january anyway because shipping during christmas season is always nuts
1: you know yeah Yeah. oh yeah absolutely Uh, dude absolutely they you know it's nuts not just because it's so busy but also they charge you more money for shipping at that point you know what i mean so it's, it's freaking nuts
2: yeah, and this will be the first time I've actually done fulfillment during the Christmas season. I think last time we did fulfillment was right before. So hopefully yeah. hopefully I'll avoid that madness.
1: I still need <laughs> Christmas
2: cards back in the mail, right? Like return to sender from Christmas cards, oh, you know. Right, and right. Like, uh, you know so basically <laughs> and that's a Christmas card, right? It costs way less than a comic book. So
1: like, yeah, okay. right, right. Uh but let's talk uh, let's think think about a little bit this. about that bookmark. Let's talk about let talk about either. bookmark.
0: Let's talk about yeah, the bookmark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, so either but, them or us awesome title dude awesome title tell us a little bit about what that is about
2: yeah uh so um me and franco luna he did uh lesser known comics uh, number three um awesome. so uh at that point in the story arc our main character Danny she's living as a um witchcraft arms dealer in south america you know that pablo escobar lifestyle but with witches oh, yeah. um and um you know uh there was these characters in there that show up in the first scene and um you know it's these witches and they're dropping off you know some weird artifact that we don't really see and you know danny's putting it down in her uh uh in her secret wine cellar thing that's got all these magical artifacts from all over the world and i started working at, we finished that book and i started working with franco on some other stuff um and he kept coming back to me he's like hey what's the deal with these witches the ones from Japan, <laughs> like, wait, what's, what, what's in like, you know, who are they running for? What's his artifact about? And I was like, Oh, we're not going to get to that story for a while. We're going to do some other stuff. And he's like, yeah, but I really want to draw witches and samurais. So, you know, That's awesome. and uh, you know, Franco's amazing to work with because like, we've always done that uh, Marvel method where I tell him, you know, uh, you know, first panel of a page and the last panel of a page, and he gets free, yeah. free reign over the middle of it and especially on fight scenes, action sequences, stuff like that. Um, you know, when he was a kid and he was drawn in Catholic school, he used to get in trouble. You know, his parents get notes from the nuns that would be like, hey, your kid draws some messed up stuff. You know? <laughs> uh, little did they know he was gonna make a career out of it. But right. um, So I had written the canon of, you know, this whole backstory of the witches and samurais and, you know, they them having a, a grudge that had lasted from the 18 you know 50s to you know present day um but i hadn't scripted it out you know so me and him took some time to say okay let's actually let's actually make this portion of it into a comic book um so we started working on that um earlier in the year and um and he actually finished the book probably like around may or something like that so um we've just kind of been sitting with edits and 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 letters but yeah, the, the, the story is that, um, you know, uh, these witches and samurais have a generational long feud, you know, um, and uh, essentially the samurais had been on the receiving end of that. They are just not winning, you know, generation after generation. They're just getting hunted down by these witches. And then fast forward to 1980s Japan and with modern technology and modern weapons and things like that, the samurai finally, along with a secret weapon that they have are going to like start kicking some ass, you know? <laughs> um, so, cool. uh, uh I, I think he's knocked it out of the park. I think everything for, if you like magic, if you like, you know, martial arts and you like, uh, katanas, but you also like helicopters and like giant grappling hooks shooting through skyscraper windows, like you're gonna like, this is, this is your book. Um, yeah. and, uh, he's also finished, um pages for follow-on issues it's just a matter of us figuring out because we jump through time a lot like hey h- how are we going to do this so we don't confuse the readers and also like right. don't confuse ourselves you know <laughs> so uh, uh we have at least i think like 13 pages or something from the next issue done that's wow. just a matter of how we how we want to put those in order that Damn pin I mean. up
0: a variant covered by reese jenkins yeah, that's beautiful, it's, it's, just yeah it's beautiful this is smoking
2: it's beautiful I got to tell you about Reese. Okay. So I don't, one of those guys that, you know, you probably see him on social media. They, 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 they react to everything that you post and they're always like, you know, up in your DM and whatever, and just really (laughs) cool guy. And I see him just making artwork and I'm like, dude, this guy's, this guy's really good. Um, and with comics, you're working on the stuff today that you planned six months ago. So like I wanted to work with him, but I was just like, dude, I don't, I don't know where we're gonna fit this in the schedule. He's like, okay, 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 and then he was like, when he heard about this book coming out, he said, um, he's, I'm gonna send you something. I think you're gonna oh like it. Yeah, we didn't even have a conversation about that variant cover. He just like did it as fan art, and I was just like, wow. dude, this is insane. I was like. I was like, okay, you get to cut the front the line now. Like, can we make this <laughs> the variant cover? <laughs> you know, so the fan art you
1: yeah. send you ended up being that cover.
2: It ended up being that cover. Wow, man. that's um, beautiful, bro. It's it, I mean, beautiful. it's
0: fantastic. Um, you know, that's what caught my eye when I saw that cover. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That,
2: his he's he's got his own comics he's working on too, and and I you know I'm really excited to. For when those come out, because obviously, like the dude's the dude's artwork is fire, and and I can't wait for that stuff to come to lesser known. Um, got to meet him in New York. One of the um, few people actually, you know, got to. Um, uh, it was funny. We went and got drinks. It was him and my wife, and he was like, "Hey, isn't this cool that your like husband started like this comic book company and like oh, blah, blah, <laughs> all this stuff?" And she was like,
1: "Yeah." <laughs> is
2: it, you know is it really?
0: is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he made he more money like... in
2: the military
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's oh. funny man that's funny so, so yeah, yeah. uh so mark the artist franco um fantastic artist ha- yeah it, it's beautiful artwork how did you guys meet is he part of the uh of lesson of the less-known comics family or did you are you hiring him freelance to do these incredible pages that he's doing
2: yeah so um he's he's one of the first ones that i started working with um so uh he um yeah we met just when i was like blindly going through like gig apps and stuff like that being like do you make art do you make art you know <laughs> and um and and he's been great not only um has he worked on my stuff but um more recently he did uh, on batch four he did the good night book which um oh, nice. my favorite my favorite quote was, uh, somebody posted something like, uh, just finished good night by Franco Luna. And I peed a little at the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's spooky. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, awesome. and then he actually just put something in, in um, emailed me just like minutes before we came on here being with another book. So he's, he's working on some stuff. They got such a crew down there in like Argentina. Uh, the colorist oh, okay. is from Argentina as well. Um, So I don't really talk to Nick uh, Torres, the colorist, a whole lot. They kind of have their own gig down there. Um, But those guys are just like, uh, they were like meant to make comics together. Um, They just, you know, uh, uh, brilliant when they work together. Uh, And, you know, uh, Franco and I have worked long enough together also that he has enough confidence to change my scripts on me, you know? (laughs) Uh, he, he actually did change the ending for either them or us. He was like, oh, how did you approach like, that? Uh, when I got the pages back, he was like, "He's like, hear me out. <laughs> change the ending. It's better." And I was like, "Yeah, it is." You know, uh, and it it's really good, especially when you got a friendship like that, right? You know, it's one thing ever working relationship and you work with people, but another person who is like. Cause all he wants is the book to be successful. All I want is the book to be successful. Yeah. We want to be friends while we're doing it. And um, yeah, there's an exchange of money, you know, and stuff like that. And this is livelihood as an illustrator and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's like, um, the people that will work with lesser known comics the longest are the folks that, um, you know, build on the friendships within it, yeah. you know? Uh, and, um, you know, cause that, that's, it's hard business being in, 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 comics and, and, you know, everyone's got imposter syndrome. Everyone has days where their parents are like, you're making comics still. Okay. <laughs> you know,
0: uh, yeah, and, yeah. you know,
2: you need to have a community that pulls you through it, you know, cause, That's the um, I think he would say, if you asked him that, you know, um, he's got a few, few clients that, you know, um, uh, treat him the way I do. And then I'd also say from like, cause technically he is like a freelancer. But how many freelancers like check in with you and ask like how your family is and how your mental yeah. health is and things like that? You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's really cool. It's really cool to see.
1: There's a yeah. relationship there. You know, it goes beyond the comics sometimes. And that's when you get some of the best work. I don't know if uh, Sam's been laughing, but Sa- Michael Sammartino, he's been, I mean, I know I'm coming in late, but did anyone mention the cactus? He's like obsessed with the cactus behind me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Can we buy the cactus? Oh, Michael, it's funny. So, so Mark, the, just the say Kickstarter, no, kids, just say no. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Kickstarter is live right now. It is for, and it's going to be live until November, I think it was 6th, I saw there at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so so look, 50 backers, uh, you, you're almost at the goal. And um, this book looks beautiful, man. This book looks how many pages is it? Uh, it's 22. Make two pages, and did he do all of like the colors, inks, all that stuff? He, he did it himself. It's just Franco that did this. Uh,
2: he did. Uh, he did the pencils and inks. Uh, okay. Nick Torres, who's down there in um, Argentina with him, did the colors, and then the variants done by Reese Jenkins. Um, and then um, we got an, a new letterer, um, Amal Desai, who's fantastic. Um, that's good. Yeah. One one of the other things too is. Um, there's a lot of great letterers out there. You know, I use Letter Squids, fantastic. I've used uh, a guy named Wes Locker, great guy. Um, uh, Micah Myers, who's got Ringo Award, you know, nominations and stuff like that. Um, but Amal, uh, he's also a writer. So um, he'll also just, like, you know, let me know when my writing shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> really, oh, you sure you want this in the word bubble? You know, like, <laughs> uh, That's so, good,
1: though, that's good. Because that good. is the one thing that, because I letter my books, and that is one of the last things I'm able to do is change things at the very end. Like if something isn't working, I'm able to go in there and just change the dialogue a little bit um, and make it look a little better. But I, I mean, I saw obviously the, the, the books that you that you guys have, are producing. I mean, the production value on these things it's 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 professional quality stuff. You guys are professionals. This isn't like oh yeah, they're indies. That's cute. No, no, no. these are legit freaking books, man. So congratulations on everything you guys have done so far. And you guys, and you have, I mean, this isn't just, it's this book, but you have a catalog of books that are also one of the tiers on the campaign. If you wanted to catch up and say, oh, what else are these guys working on, right?
2: Yeah, uh, so you know, when we run Kickstarters, there's typically, you know, just like a handful of people who will pick up the catalog because they're discovering us for the first time. Also, um, the catalog will be there for individual um, add-ons. Even though that's a pain in the butt, I wish Kickstarter would, remember your rewards and allow you to import them into follower, or, you know, oh, the following right. thing. Um, but yeah, so either those are, 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 uh, are available. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it, it's, those are some of the things too, it's hard to keep up, you know, so it's, it's, it's great to have such an awesome catalog, but it like also having to remember, like, when we do the catalog page right. in each yeah. book, it's like, oh, wait, digital lizards of doom they're on a bigger publisher now so we gotta take them out of the catalog oh we got four new books in, and then like move it around um and because the catalog page that will go into this book will look different than uh we have one more book for the year and that'll be with uh jade louder he's uh he's another one he's like can i get in there for this year and i was like how am i gonna say <laughs> no to this dude right you know um, right, right. So, uh so he comes in right after um but yeah you know, the, uh, you could read the Scott McCloud books and stuff like that and, and and figure out how to make comics and stuff. But the other thing that like no one ever teaches is like getting it from a finished project through the printer, <laughs> like through that. just That could be a whole book on its own. Right? Like, here's all the shit that's going to go wrong <laughs> from the time you have a finished book until it's in a customer's hand. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean. With all of those things and all the learnings that you've taken away, what still keeps you going?
2: Uh, you know, it's the the part that I I find the most rewarding is somebody like Jade Louder, who this dude clearly knows how to make comics, and he wow. just like he was like, I don't know where to start with Kickstarter and conventions, you know, and um with a lot of artistic people like the they're good at being alone in a room and cranking out amazing work you know so like the social end of it you know it's all um it all may seem like I guess pretty straightforward to me but at the same time it's not the part of the brain that they're exercising just as like I you know maybe with a ton of hours (laughs) I could maybe illustrate like them you know but not you know that's just not the part of the ex, you know, the brain that you know I've been exercising at all. Right. Um, I'm always astounded too, where like um, illustrators who uh, stray away from the writing process, you know, it's just like everyone's got a piece of it. And I think when you get a room together of a bunch of creators who have a, the same goal but a different set of skill sets that they, you know, that they're bringing to the table, um, like that part, that part is what what keeps me going because then. It's uh, somebody else's, you know, seeing somebody else's dream we carried forward, you know, and being able to, you know, be part of that. Um, the, the other day, I gave you one of the best examples that, like, really energized me was uh, David Lujan. He did this book, Yuriko, that just, uh, that just uh, finished in Kickstarter on, on the 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, he's with Lesser Known. He had those tiers with the rest of the the books in it and he sent this email to um the rest of the creators on the team and it was just like the roll-up of like here's how many of your guys's books got sold in that kickstarter and like they were just so stoked right that it's like yeah like they were retweeting during the campaign but like somebody else is hustling and like not only getting their book out there but also getting his you know um you know their you know other people's books out you know and that's that was like the part where it's just like there was like a string of emails just being like, Fuck yeah, yeah, you know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, bad. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so we're you know, we're at the point where we want to give you the screen. Um, deliver your elevator pitch. Uh tell everybody why they should back either them or us and where they can find you on social media. So um go for it.
2: Yeah, so you know, either them or us, um, you know, it's the first full length book that I made that's part of this lesser known universe we got uh eight other books you know that um you know kind of build out this lesser known universe that we've been working on for the better part of you know um uh you know two years or something like that and um you know if you like magic if you like um if you like samurais and martial arts and crazy action and stuff like that and you also want to jump into a universe that's got you know, um, different story arcs that are, you know, spread around and stuff like that. Um, you know, this, this, is a, this is a really good, uh, uh, you know, book or, or group of books to, you know, start getting familiar with. And um, yeah, I mean, the truth is we're at the you know, golden age of indie comics, you know, there's so much good stuff out there, you know, and, um, you know, I just feel privileged to be able to, you know, work with all these illustrators and creators you know and sometimes writers that are working on my work and stuff like that um that are really part of a team and a family that that you know not only gives a crap about making good comics but also gives a crap about you know advancing the indie comic scene um but yeah you know lesseroncomics.com um we're also at um uh, at Lesser Known comics on Instagram and then uh uh lesserkcomics on Twitter that was that was the best
0: yeah, we could do. <laughs> Outstanding, brother!
2: Awesome, man! Awesome. Yeah,
0: you know it's always a pleasure having you on the show. You know we we'll look forward to see yeah, what happens. You guys too, man. Uh, thank, thank you, brother. thank you. I appreciate yeah. you,
1: man. Now you definitely have to come back, man. Whenever, whenever you guys have something else, um, you know, let's not, not wait a year. Let's do it again. And uh, congratulations and good luck with with the Kickstarter, man. I can't wait uh, till more people see it and and back it because I can't I can't wait to read it <laughs> once you guys get it done. So. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you, guys. You got it, brother. Much success to you. Have a great day.
1: Later, man. Peace.
0: All right. That was Mark Winnell. Again, it's um, uh, either them or us. Check it out right now Kickstarter. Link is in the chat. Link is also in the summary. Um, It is fantastic. I mean, the quality on the art, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's funny how our conversation and we have, we have, he's a publisher. He's an indie publisher. and uh, how they, they, they tied into each other, you know, um, with the conversation we had with the, about the indie community. So I think it was uh, yeah. um, uh, pretty uh, cool. And, again, if you guys want us to dive into it even more on um, Thursday mornings, the Morning Brew, let us know. If you missed the conversation, Michael Sammartino, you need to go and rewind. <laughs> Play it back. Bye. We had a really good conversation um, um, today. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm excited for, I mean, just, just again... It's so many creatives out there, you know. And then how do you choose? That's the big thing. Yeah. And you know, speaking from an Indian, it's I mean, I you know, I right here, you know, it's like, I mean, this year, I think I backed 30 campaigns this year, you know. So I was like, you know, I had to, I was like, you know, I gotta slow down a little because some of them were like at the same time. I mean, yeah. and uh so I was like, all right, I, I gotta pull back. Um, you know, the funds are getting low. Um, and then I then when it came up, I was like, wait, and then when I was looking at you know, the list It's like, you know, it seems like, you know, we're, 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 trying to, um, pull from each other. Um, so again, guys, um, you got to figure out a game plan to get yourself out there and it's a and it's a evolving game plan. Don't get fixated on one thing because you have to change with the time. Um, everything changes on a dime and, um, you know, tastes change, industry change, trends change. So you got to be in tune with what's happening out there and make sure that you are in line with what's happening and that you're relevant. Um, doesn't mean you have to chase a trend. Just make sure that you fit somewhere in that spectrum.
1: Yeah, not for sure, man. Listen, it's it, it was fun talking to him. I think that we got to remember when, when we're building that fan base, it can't just be each other <laughs> promoting and helping. Well, it can't be each other, you know, paying for our books because we're just kind of swapping money at that point we got to try to build this community build the fan base for the community as well and that's that that's what we got to figure out how to do uh, but yeah, you know that's, when
0: that's you funny. said when you said that, it reminded me. I was what it was one of those uh, those damn prison movies where the, you know, the guy go he passes him the shank and he passes him the shank he passes him to shank. You know, what that's what's happening. In the <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's like it's everybody's just passing the money around. It's uh, it's funny. Um, uh, yeah, but exactly. And I think that's where I'm at. Um, um, mentally coming up with my strategy going forward. What you know, what's gonna what I'm gonna do? There's a lot of things I'm eliminating from my from my. Um, previous game plan and some things that I'm adding to it because, um, you know, I try things. I didn't get the reason I was looking for It's trying to try something new. Um, and, uh, and that's basically evolution. the name of the game.
1: Yeah, evolution, my friend. That's it. That's it, yeah. man. It, We're back tomorrow night, right, Sammy? Live. We are back a.
0: tomorrow night. We have um, Mr. AA Rubin talking about Into That Darkness Peering, his his uh book that he written. He's gonna be back. He was on he was guest on the show. He's also a member of the comic book school, so he'll be back tomorrow night. And we'll also be back Thursday morning on the morning brew with the crazy crew. We're gonna be talking about distractions and how much it's costing you, all those things that you're doing that's not getting you to your end game from gaming to all these things that. Uh, just distractions, and they're not helping you figure out how to grow your business and pay the bills. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more Thursday morning on the Morning Brew. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a thumbs up. If you watched us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, let us know what you think. Um, We weren't getting anybody on Facebook um, because um, StreamYard was saying that um, um, the posts and comments weren't going to go through tonight. Because they were having some sort of glitch. So um, hopefully you watch it on replay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, and uh, don't forget, check, uh, surveys went out today for Designated My Toilet Kickstarter. So make sure you answer those surveys. The faster you do, the faster I can start packing your stuff and getting it out to you. And um, uh, don't forget, check out getyourmeds.com by Jorge Medina. Hey. And uh, with that said, I'm Sam the Crazy Man, Vera.
1: George the Dream of Medina
0: and we are out oh, I crazy.
1: Easy.
0: No, I was talking about my friend Aquisa oh. say my name, say my name.
1: Right. <laughs> this is what you were thinking crazy. Oh, oh you are listening. Cat said I'm the you're listening to catch the crazy you're listening
2: to catch the crazy <laughs> you are listening to Catch the Craze this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, 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 Bob,
0: girl.